applied in November. I got accepted in February. And so I'll go up there in, well, I'll leave in July and I'll get there in August. <laughs> Sorry, Isaac. And so in the state of Alaska, there are over 100 native villages that don't have a consistent gospel presence. And um, the way that we'll be reaching them is in a bivocational role, meaning two vocations or jobs as a teacher and a preacher. And so I've met the people that I'll be up there with. I've met some of them. And one dude, he really liked it. He, one part he really liked about it, he's been there, he's been to Alaska, he's seen the Bering Sea, and a part that he really liked was uh, in Acts 1.8, do we got that one? All right, yeah. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So this guy in my cohort, his name is Nathan, he was standing at the Bering Sea and he was looking out and he's like, this is the end of the earth. This is where God told us to take the gospel. And so while I'm up there, um, I'll be in a native village which doesn't have stores, it doesn't have Walmart, Safeway, things like that. And so for food, a lot of the stuff that they do is subsistence living. So they live off the land. They'll do fishing, or I guess I'll do fishing and hunting and stuff like that. I was told that um, squirrels taste good if you, if you bathe them in buttermilk. So I think I'll eat squirrels and some fish and stuff like that. I've also been told that people two years ahead of me have gotten moose. They've gone moose hunting up there. So... And guys, this is something that I feel called to. This is something that I feel God put on my heart and something I'm doing out of faith. And this isn't boring. We're not a part of a boring faith. God doesn't call us into a boring relationship with him. Now, this is exciting. This is an adventure. And he's putting similar calls on your guys' lives. Not necessarily this. Maybe it's not going A teacher preacher so we'll be like we'll get in the village as teachers but then we'll host like Bible studies or worship nights in our homes and stuff like that and it's supposed to these are villages that are over evangelized and under discipled and so we're supposed to make disciples of all nations and that's the goal is to disciple the people in the villages I have a bachelor's in chemistry Sort of. So to get in the village as a teacher, I have my bachelor's in chemistry, and I will get certified as a teacher in Alaska, and then um, I might teach chemistry or biology or things like that. But yeah. I'll be in a public school as a public school teacher, but then also be like, hey, come over and we'll have food and talk about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and so, have you guys heard of the band Rend Collective? I love Rend Collective, just so you guys know. They're like my favorite because they're just so happy and joyous and all that. And uh, they're Irish, and I'm Irish. Our family's Irish anyways. And one of their songs that they do is called Free as a Bird. And in that song, there's this part where they go, they're talking about God, and they say, you are the greatest adventure. And that's true. Like, following God is... It's going to be an adventure. It's going to be uncertain. There are things that you won't know is coming. There will be things you didn't plan or predict. And that's part of what following God is. But, all right. Now we got Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Oh, that was quick. That was good. Um, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All right, does anyone know what that little section of Scripture is famously known as? Anyone other than Isaac? Isaac, what is that? The Great Commission. That's right. We were all called to go and make disciples of all nations. That means Israel, that means Greece, that means the U.S. of A., Alaska, India, wherever else. Now, just show of hands, who knows what a missionary is? Oh, cool. Good job. So, yeah. The definition of a missionary is a person sent on a religious mission, especially one sent to promote Christianity in a foreign country. So, missionaries go to the... I got it here, don't worry. Go and make disciples of all nations. They're often going from the U.S. of A. to other countries. Like, I know people have gone to India or... where uh, Joel's in Africa. Where in Africa exactly? Tanzania. Okay, yeah. So... Missionaries are, go, are called to go to different parts of the world and preach Jesus, and that's their job is they go to whatever country and they preach Jesus. They go and make disciples of that nation. And now with the Great Commission, when it says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, who is that to? Who's Jesus talking to when he says that? All of us. That is right. And with that, some of you might be called to be missionaries. Just putting that in your court now. Just If no one's ever told you that, like you might one day be called to be a missionary, and you are totally capable of doing that. If you want to do it, you can. If God wants you to do it, you definitely can. And uh, see, I like in the video... One guy, his name was Paul. He's my director. He's going to be my boss. Like he said, what do you have? You have a degree. You have a career. You have a life. You have, but most importantly, you have Jesus. So it's not about what you're capable of doing, what you know, or anything like that. If you know Jesus, you are capable of being a missionary. And so, yeah, if nothing else, 
Some of you, I just want to put this on your plate for the first time. You can be a missionary. God might put that call on your life. So just be open to that. And so some friends of mine, they went on a short-term mission trip to India. And guys, you can be a missionary for six months. You can be a missionary for your entire career. There's not like a set length of time. But if God calls you to that, just be open to that, whether it's six months or a year or any of that. Um, But yeah, so I have some friends. They went on a short, like, two- or three-week trip to India a few years ago, and they met a missionary there. And this missionary had been there for several years, and he had been full-time ministry, preaching, teaching people in the country of India. And the missionary said that he had only, like, most of his meals were rice. He gave up whatever career he had in the States to go there and eat rice every meal, every day. And after doing that for so many years, his thoughts are, he wouldn't trade it. Uh, he wouldn't trade what God, is, what, he, what God has led him in, the adventure God's led him in for anything, for any other experience, for any sum of money or any other material thing. And so now we have Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah, this missionary who was living in India, full-time, doing ministry. He was eating rice, and he was not storing up treasures on earth for himself, but he was storing up treasures in heaven. And that's part of the reason he wouldn't trade it. Now, does anyone know what the 1040 window is? Whoa, yeah. Do we got that picture, Katie? Yeah, cool. So this is a picture of the world, of the globe, a map of the earth, and all that red is about 10 degrees to 40 degrees latitude. Uh, I get mixed, mixed up, mixed up, messed up on latitude and longitude, but I think that's, okay. <laughs> but that red, yeah, is a 1040 window. And the 1040 window has the most unreached people in the world. It, the 1040 window has approximately 3.2 billion unreached people. That's with a B. Not million, 3.2 billion. And this is not people who aren't following Jesus. This is people who have never heard the name Jesus. They don't know any part of the Bible. They've never heard anything about Jesus. They don't even know there's a Bible. Yeah. And just take a second and understand the weight of that. Understand the reality of that. There's 3.2 billion people who, if they died today, would die not knowing Jesus. If they died today, they would die and not go to heaven. And back to the Great Commission, we're called to go there. We're called to take it to every nation. Go make disciples of every nation. So in the 1040 window, 
there are 3.2 billion people that we as Christians have been commanded to go and make disciples of who've never even heard Jesus. There are over 69 countries that have never been reached by Christians, even though we, have, we were given this commission over 2,000 years ago. It takes, you know, a couple hours to fly there, and we've had 2,000 years to go and make disciples, but there's 3.2 billion people there who've never heard Jesus. In the country of India alone, there are 1.4 billion people. That's a lot of people. So with that, like, you might be thinking, well, Quinn, if there's so many people and you're talking about being a missionary and all that, why aren't you going to the 1040 window? Why are you going to Alaska? I'm glad you asked. So, um, we got Matthew 18, 12 through 14 now. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. And I just love that parable. And that is saying, it's just kind of showing how God loves recklessly. He had 99 sheep that were good and secure. Now, if I had 99 sheep, and they were all good, and I was missing one, I would not risk those 99 or uh, leave them insecure to go seek out one, but God would. That's his heart, and that's something I absolutely love. In a village that I'll go to, there'll be less than 600 people probably. So from a numbers standpoint, when we look at India alone or the 1040 window, that's 3.2 billion or 1.4 billion. Why would I go to somewhere that has only 600? From a numbers standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. That's God's heart. He puts every bit as much value on people in Alaska, on the 600 people in a village there, as he would in, uh, on 1.4 billion in India. He wants to reach them every bit as bad. And now at the end of the night, eventually, some of you might be saying, oh, cool, missionary, that's whatever, but that's not for me. And that's true. Some of you are not called to be missionaries. Some of you are not called to be in full-time ministry, and that is not any less spiritual. I'll say that. If you are called to be a surgeon or a doctor or or an engineer or a stay-at-home mom or a teacher or whatever it is, if God calls you to that, that is not any less spiritual than someone who is called to be a missionary or a youth pastor or whatever else. But also, if you're called to be a doctor or an engineer or whatever else, that does not make you exempt from making disciples of all nations. That is not an excuse. That is an empty and pretty lame excuse for not making disciples of all nations. My friend Caleb told me, like, sure, you're not called to be a missionary, but that does not mean you're not called to go overseas. 
if you want someone to call you to go overseas, it says that in Matthew. You've been called. It's on your plate already. You don't have to go over there as a missionary. Maybe you don't have to go over there, but you are called to make disciples of all nations. So you have to be open to what God is calling you to specifically. Isaac's called to be a youth pastor and be here. Does anyone know Michelle, the gal with the dreads? Yeah. So Michelle, what her plan or desire is, is she wants to be a doctor, and through being a doctor, she wants to be able to get into the country of Turkey. She wouldn't be able to get into Turkey as a full-time missionary. They wouldn't let her in, but they have a need for doctors over there. So they'll let her in as a doctor. And every bit is more important than being a doctor, she's a Christian going there, preaching Jesus, taking Jesus to the people in Turkey. That's what she wants to do. She's not done with doctor school yet. She's in her residency, and she's almost done, but not yet. And from there, she wants to go to Turkey. And me, what I'll do is I'll be a teacher, a high school teacher, and go into a village in Alaska. In these villages, it's dark, it's depressing, and... um, missionaries, ministers, they get burnt out pretty easy in those villages, and it's expensive to live there, so there's not much room for full-time missionaries, but they need teachers there, so that's how they're getting us in the door for that, is being bivocational as teacher preachers. So yeah, maybe you're not called to be a missionary. Cool. You're still called to go and make disciples of all nations. And also, if you're not a goer, if you're not a missionary, someone who is sent, you should be a sender. That's what, there's this team called the traveling team, and they come, and that's where I learned about the 1040 window, is from the traveling team, and the words they used were goer and sender. If you're not the person that's meant to go to these nations, if you're not meant to go to India, or if you're not meant to go as a full-time missionary, you are meant to help send. Um, you're supposed to help support and equip those who are. So missionaries, what they do is they'll go around and they'll do support, support raising. They'll ask for monetary support so they can get paid and have an income while they're overseas taking Jesus to everyone full time. And now engineers, doctors, they make a fair amount of money. So they, in theory, would have money left over to support missionaries and all that. So even though they're not called to go overseas, it's still very spiritual of them to give what they make in support of missionaries. So yeah. And then we have Galatians 6 too. I love the book of Galatians, guys. Have you guys read Galatians? It's a goodie. Um, but Galatians 6 too. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So there is one person in this room that is called to be a youth pastor. (laughs) But guess how many people are here voluntarily giving their time to help the youth pastor? There are a couple people. Yeah, Isaac's the only one that's called the full-time youth ministry in this room at this moment. Not saying that can't change. Some of you guys can. Someone, yeah. 
But those who are not, like McKenna or Brandon or Katie or Seth or Kevin or Tim, we're meant to help others. We're meant to help bear one another's, one another's burdens. And when we bear one another's burdens, when we help Isaac with whatever, we help preach so he can take the week off from preaching and put focus towards other things, like desperation. Yeah. That is spiritual. When uh, we help set up for youth group or whatever else, when we help run the slides or do worship, Maybe we're not called to that full time, but it's still spiritual. It's bearing one another's burdens. It's helping Isaac. It's helping Katie. And that's also something you guys will be called to. Like, when you're out of youth group, I might not, I probably won't be around, <laughs> at least in Butte. Who knows what capacity mechanic can serve in or whoever else. But Isaac's still going to need help. There's still going to be youth coming. So when you're out of youth group, that's one thing you might be called to. You can still help bear one another's burdens. You can help with youth group. You can help with Sunday school on Sundays when you come here. All of you guys are capable of that. So yeah, we are, we are called to help one another. And there is one also really important way that we can help one another that I didn't actually mention until now. Any guesses? Huh? What's that, Shay? Help one another? How do we help one another? Don't worry about it. So one thing you can do is pray. (gasps) Sorry. So it's Good job. (laughs) Yeah, one thing you can do to support others is pray. Like Zeke and Josh... Your uncle, right? Joel is your uncle. He's a missionary in Tanzania or Tanzania or however you would like to pronounce it. But one thing you guys can all do, you guys might not have jobs or be in financial positions to support Joel or whoever else, but you can pray for Joel. You can pray for Isaac. You can pray for Quinn when Quinn leaves and all that. You can pray for Shay. Huh? But yes, so that's the most of what I got for you. But real quick, I'll recap. Like, we're all called to go and make disciples of all nations. You're not exempt from that. You might not be called to full-time ministry, but you are called to make disciples of all nations. And being in full-time ministry is not any more spiritual than being than not being in full-time ministry. And yes, bear one another's burdens. You can help Isaac in youth group when you're done with youth group. You can help Jessica with Sunday school. And you can help run youth group. Like, we sometimes need help with slides or help up here or any of that. And no matter what, you guys are all capable of praying. You guys can keep Quinn in your prayers when Quinn's gone. You can pray for Isaac. You can pray for one another, like if Shay brings up some issue that she's having, you're capable of praying for Shay and helping one another. So yeah, for the most part, that's really what I got for you guys. But I'll pray this out real quick, and then we can break into discussion groups. Sound good? Cool. All right.
Well, God, uh, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the call that you've put on my heart, and thank you that you're putting calls on everyone else's heart. And pray that we're just obedient to what you call us to, God, whether that is full-time ministry or whether that's uh, a vocation, a job, something totally unrelated. And just help us bear one another's burdens to represent disciples of all nations.